This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. October 3rd, 1995. The trial of the century is over, and O.J. Simpson has been found not guilty. In June of 1994, Americans had sat transfixed in front of their TVs during a low-speed chase on the L.A. freeways. Al Cowlings driving a white Ford Bronco and warning police to back off. His old friend and teammate O.J., wanted for murder, was in the back with a gun to his own head. A little over a year later, America was transfixed again, or still. It had been obsessed all year with what had come to be called the trial of the century. Simpson, the all-time great running back for USC, the Buffalo Bills, and the San Francisco 49ers. Simpson, the moderately successful broadcaster and actor. Simpson, the iconic pitchman for Hertz Rent-A-Car, was charged with killing his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend Ron Goldman. More than 800 exhibits were entered into evidence, including the black glove Simpson famously tried on in court. It doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. 133 witnesses appeared, filling up more than 40,000 pages with their testimony. Some of them swore that Simpson was a model father who couldn't have killed anyone. Others talked of a more sinister character, a man given to wild fits of rage and violence against Nicole Brown during and after their marriage. The trial made celebrities. There were the prosecutors, Marsha Clark and Christopher Darden. There was Brian Cato Kalin, a handsome aspiring actor with shaggy blonde hair who'd been a house guest of Simpson's and who'd become a favorite of late-night comedians with his laid-back California boy style. At one point, he'd answered, mm-hmm, to one of Marsha Clark's questions, and she'd told him, not for the first time, that he had to say yes. She gestured to the court reporter's stenography device and said, you know, she doesn't have a button on that thing for mm-hmm. Kalen mumbled into the microphone. She should get one. There were Simpsons lawyers, the Dream Team, a name borrowed from the 1992 U.S. Olympic basketball team. They were famous to varying degrees before the trial, but this made them household names. Johnny Cochran, Robert Shapiro, Effley Bailey, and the attorney and friend who had read what seemed to be O.J.'s suicide note on the day of the white Bronco chase, Robert Kardashian. An estimated 95 million people had watched the Bronco chase. 150 million people may have watched the reading of the verdict. It wasn't the first 20th century trial to be labeled the trial of the century, but it would be the last. And with all due respect to people like Leopold and Loeb and Bruno Hauptmann and everybody at Nuremberg and the Manson family, it's got a pretty good chance of holding on to that title. By the time it was over, it had become far more than a question of whether Simpson had killed Nicole Brown and Ronald Goldman outside her condo in Brentwood on June 12, 1994. 
It was a referendum on race, domestic violence, justice, police conduct, and the power of class, money, and fame in America. There was the judge, Lance Ito, and there was Fred Goldman, murder victim Ron Goldman's father, with the familiar handlebar mustache. He'd made a habit of speaking to the press at the end of the trial day, often spitting mad at the tactics of the defense team. As the verdict was read, he sat in the gallery, hugging his daughter Kim, her sobs echoing throughout the courtroom. He was subdued after court that day. This prosecution team didn't lose today. I deeply believe that this country lost today. Justice was not served. The verdict was met with jubilation and stunned, silent outrage. Those reactions often broke down along racial lines. Racist comments made by one of the investigating cops, Mark Furman, had been a bombshell in the trial. And one of the defense's tactics was to paint Simpson as the victim of a frame job by a racist LAPD. This was an idea that sounded pretty familiar in the African-American community. Upon his conviction, O.J. Simpson was whisked away from court for security reasons. His son Jason read a statement from his father saying that as his primary goal in life, O.J. Simpson would pursue the killer or killers who had slaughtered Nicole and Mr. Goldman. Simpson never did anything that looked like pursuit of the real killers. Fred Goldman became his lifelong nemesis. The Goldman family won a $33 million judgment against Simpson in a wrongful death lawsuit, and they've tirelessly pursued payment ever since. Just this summer, Simpson went to court to complain that even when there was just a rumor that he might get some work, Goldman was there to put a lien on any potential earnings. He called it harassment. In 2008, O.J. Simpson was convicted of armed robbery and kidnapping in a Las Vegas incident where he burst into a hotel room armed and demanded the return of memorabilia he said had been stolen from him. He served nine years of a 33-year sentence and was paroled in 2017. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your center.